Here we go again. Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And welcome to season two, episode 19. Wow. 19 episodes. Second season. <laughs> we're, we're doing a damn thing. Anywho, we got some drinks. We got some book reviews. Jenny has a fantasy that she will be reviewing and talking about. And I have like a YA romance contemporary romance it's in that genre <laughs> okay. so that's what we got so what do you have to drink jenny so i have monaco cocktail okay and it's a blue crush let me read to you what's in this okay so it's made with vodka gin rum tequila and blue caracao yes that sounds like a lot. It does sound like a lot. So let me try this, baby. It smells really good. I can smell it from here. I feel like that's strong. Ooh. Oh, no. That's actually really good. Good, good, good. I, have I, don't, know, I don't know how good that is, though, because all that fucking liquor that's in it. Yeah, that that's that's powerful juice <laughs> yes that's that juice that when you drink it <clears throat> and you're sitting for a long time and you finally get up you go oh oh so you're saying after this episode's done yeah I will feel it okay yeah definitely for sure please text me <laughs> or try to if you can see the letters <laughs> um I have another house wine in a can um but this one is a peach flavored one it says sweet, bright, white peach and refreshing nectarine notes. So Ooh. nectarine notes. It smells like peaches. You love your peach drinks. I do. Hmm. Okay. It's peachy for sure. Hmm. Does it taste like a peach ring? No. 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 It's the aftertaste. Mm. I don't like that. Like you I taste the peach. The peach is good. But then when you get this like weird aftertaste that I don't really like. Have you had that brand before? The house wine? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you had yes, last time? I butchered the name of it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. And then I did their regular rosé last week. And then this one is the peach one. I can't keep track of all of our alcoholic drinks. I know. Some people must be like, they need water. <laughs> um, I always have water. Um, I don't. <laughs> you never do. I always nope. do. Nope, I drink gallons. I'm so crazy. <laughs> That's why I'm slurring words. Can't oh get God. names right. Go on tangents. Um, you do that sober. <laughs> That's true. I'm not supposed to say that. At least I had an excuse. My bad. Okay. For me. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's get into these reviews. Um, I can go first. You can go first. It really doesn't matter to me. Whatever you want. Mine's is a little shorter. Yours, I assume, would be longer. Okay, so I'll go first. <laughs> Get it over with. No, hey. I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet. 
and not be 40 minutes of just me talking. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the book that I want to talk about is called Ander and Santi Were Here by Johnny Garza. Yeah. Villa? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Because you know me. I'll be... Names just aren't my thing. Anyway, yeah. this is a young adult fiction about a non-binary Latin main character and their love story with an undocumented Mexican boy. So we, it's only in Ander's point of view. Um, Ander is a Mexican-American, non-binary, and a mur- m- muralist. Okay. Muralist, yeah. Muralist? Yeah, he makes murals. Okay, yeah, muralist. Yeah, okay. His family owns a restaurant <laughs> and he's been working at that restaurant for forever as long as he's been little. Um the book takes place in San Antonio. So for Ander and his family, especially within the Mexican American community, he's very familiar with like the injustices that um non-documented people face and he's seen it firsthand. Um, with some of the workers that work at his family's restaurant. Um, ICE comes and usually do raids at the restaurant because they know usually someone there is undocumented working. Um, So he's seen it firsthand, you know, families being separated, but it's never been someone he's known personally or close to. So he's never experienced that kind of thing. Um, now enters Santi, who is an undocumented, um, boy who comes to San Antonio to start working at Ander's family's restaurant. Um, Ander at first doesn't know that he's undocumented. He just knows that there's this, you know, cute boy that's going to be working at their family's restaurant. So he's, you know, they are super excited about it. Let me get his pronouns correct. They they are super excited about, you know, Santi joining. And the first time they meet, <laughs> it's actually funny because Ander, like I said, um, they create murals all around town. And there's one that's across the street from the restaurant. And he notices that Santi is taking... Um, what is it? Uh, selfies. And he's, you know, and Anders like, that's not how you take pictures at the mural. I can't believe he's doing this. I need to, you know, teach him how to do that kind of thing. And Ander has like very high standards when it comes to their murals and how they're portrayed on social media. Ander did the mural. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. or they did that mural sorry they did the mural yeah so at first you know Anders like standoffish but he you know at the same time they're like this is a super cute boy I kind of want to know more about him and he um Ander finds out that Santi is actually going to be a worker so he's you know they're super excited about that person working there um so they develop a really amazing friendship um when they're not working together they're usually at one of Anders murals hanging out Santi would um help them so they have this really great bond 
The only issues that they really face at first is the fact that Andrew's mom doesn't necessarily want them together, not because of Andrew's sexual orientation or pronouns or how Andrew views themselves. It's mm -hmm. more of the fact that Andrew's mom's mom knows the risk that Santi is in with being undocumented. And she doesn't want Ander to be put in a position where they can get hurt or yeah. something can happen to them. So she doesn't right off the bat say, this is my reasoning why I want you to not to be together. It's more of like, I don't want you working here anymore. I want you to focus on your studies. You're going to be going off to college soon in Chicago. I don't want you to lose track of that. They love their family very much and respect, mm -hmm. you know, their wishes and things like that. But he's also super um, attracted to Santi and wants to see where this relationship goes. Um, he eventually finds out that Santi is undocumented, which brings on a more um, like possession almost just because he they don't want anything to happen to Santi. So okay. they're super like protective. And in one case, they're actually out with friends and there's different vendors. And one particular vendor that's there is to help undocumented people and, you know, um, help in cases that way. Um, and Anders, friend kind of out loud says oh Santi you should go see them and puts like a big you know target Rude. right <laughs> so Ander goes off he's like you know how can you do that you're putting this target on Santi's back you know that's something we do in private you shouldn't just blink you know out in the world you know you don't know who's listening so Ander was super upset about that. But Santi was just like, relax, I get it. You know, not everyone's going to get it. So you see that like protection. Mm -hmm. um, what was so great about this book was that show of positive representation amongst the family. You don't usually get that right off the bat. It's something that happens within time. But yeah. at no point was there any anything discussed negatively about their relationship or Ander as a person or anyone, really. There was just really positive, great representation. That's so refreshing. And, that yeah, you, and that's you almost always see that with like when the author is part of that community, mm -hmm. that's when you see that. And I don't, I don't know anything about this book and I don't know if the author is a part of that community, but. And I can't say yes or no. I'm not sure. Yeah. Either. So, but you typically see that when the author is part of that community, you see mm -hmm. like that positive, like outlook yeah. when it comes to someone being in the LGBTQ community rather than somebody who's not in the community writing that. Right. And you know, they're older, they're about 18, 19. Yeah. They're 19 because, um. Ander took a year off. They were supposed to go straight to college, but they decided not to. So like they're older. So like even Ander's mom and family makes like kind of sexual innuendos 
which is interesting in that aspect. And that's mm-hmm. how you see like that positive relationship because it's not like, oh, we're not going to talk. Like we accept you, but we're not going to talk about anything. Yeah. No, it was like, we accept you and we're going to make jokes about it. And it's just going to be a cool thing, which is I like that. Yeah, it was really positive. Um, Obviously staying away, they just didn't do that. Um, But they did um, have one, you know, every book has that major like, oh my God, climax kind of thing. And for them, it was actually while Ander and Santi were at the restaurant ice came and um santi almost got taken so anders family had to like rush him out drive santi to their house lock him up kind of thing in the house and that was like a big moment and that's when ander really was like what do i do to protect you kind of thing i don't want to lose you so that was like a big moment in the book so he kind of tells santi come with me to chicago when i go and (laughs) santi is like okay (laughs) all right (laughs) so like i said it was really sweet really cute great representation the only critique and this is just me um i hope no one hates me for this so Obviously, this um, had a lot of representation and diversity. The only Mm -hmm. thing was that there was a lot of Spanish words, phrases, and dialogues that were written within the book, which is, wasn't directly translated. Like, there weren't any, like, some, like, little notes or, like, where you can kind of gauge what the phrases meant. So you had to kind of get out of the book, look it up for that translation and I don't know if y'all know, I am Puerto Rican, but I don't speak Spanish and my Spanish is really, really bad. So it kind of <laughs> took me out of the book to yeah. find those translations. So you lose some of the essence and the story when you do that. So that was my only critique. Yeah. Only- so I know just from like being part of Bookstagram, book talk, all that stuff. So with the whole big talk about, you know, Latinx people being represented correctly (laughs) in a book and actually being written by a Latinx person you know there there are a lot of authors out there that I have actually watched videos of them saying you know it's like we're writing about our experiences we shouldn't have to translate (laughs) what we say but I understand 100% where you're coming from because if people want to read the books, they have to get out of that mindset of reading yeah. a book to look it up to mm-hmm. do the Google Translate. So I, I one hundred percent in the yeah. community. Yeah, I'm not like in the community. If you get what I mean, I like, get it. You know, um, it's understandable. I so it's it. like I'm like, and you know, it's disheartening a little bit for me being part of that community and still not understanding what's happening. I'm like, damn, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. You know, <laughs> I hope your mom and dad aren't listening. <laughs> I blame them all the time. They know, they know how I feel because they used to use it as a way to communicate to each other and us not understand what yeah. they're saying. So maybe so it was that- purposely. Yeah. <laughs> I will never forget the day my grandmother is trying to talk to me and I'm looking at my mom like, 
don't know what she said. <laughs> Seriously. And my mom was like, you know what she said? You know. Oh my God. How? <laughs> no, I don't. You never taught me. There wasn't like you explicitly, you know, speaking Spanish to me. Sorry, I only got Spanish words when I was doing something wrong or you and daddy would try to talk to each other. <laughs> hilarious. So I think yeah. you should try to learn. It'll come easy to you I if you learn. tried. It's just, I don't like how I sound when I speak in Spanish. It's really bad. And then I've tried telling Angel to like talk in Spanish to the boys yeah. and he just refuses. He doesn't even like doing it. Mind you, he was immersed in it and he refuses. So. And he's pretty fluent. He's very fluent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I get it. But yeah. But that right. was you. I absolutely love the book. So awesome. I hope you guys pick it up. <laughs> All right. So I have a fantasy. It's actually an epic fantasy. Queen and Conqueror by Isabel Olmo. And I actually, oh my God. Oh, Solice. Oh no, what? when you when you are ready to read an epic fantasy, I'm gonna need you to just pick this one up. Okay. I know it's 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 fucking thick. Yeah, she a hefty one. Yeah, it's like 500 pages, I think. Yeah, it's you know I need to stop being like, oh my god, 500 pages because I've read 500 pages books. Like that's not the problem. Maybe that could be something over the summer. It's just hard to do with two children. Yeah. So when you're in summer camp and daycare, maybe I can dedicate a day yeah. to something like that. The, and this is the kind of book that you really got to pay attention to because it's okay. when I say epic, it's an epic fantasy. Like there's a whole detailed ass map. There's <laughs> a freaking there's a family tree. Oh my God. Here. Yes. That's pretty amazing though. But it every really time is. I think of like epic fantasies, I don't know if you've ever seen the top, the TikToks where they're like, uh, what is it when it's like, you can't understand what they're, they're saying. Um, like it's the just, one I did. Yeah. Basically. Katy Perry's song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's always, and epic fantasies are like, top tier for me and that's always like I have to read the first like three chapters multiple times in order to like truly understand what, what I'm reading mm-hmm. yes so <laughs> that was a debut novel I believe and it came out fall of last year of 2022 it was my last book of 2022 and it was my top read of the year so I think you mentioned that yeah, it was. it's such a good book. And the reason I'm talking about it now is because I'm reading book two right now. And it is so far, I'm only on like chapter 28, 29-ish. Oh, only. I love you say that. Only no, because I'm there are... Oh, I'm only on chapter five. No, Please. I'm only on almost chapter 30. <laughs> Book two is bigger than that one. And it's like 60 fucking chapters. It's a, it's a fucking big book. It is so fucking good. And That's awesome. I, I'm just going to say it right here, right now. It's going to be my top read of this year. Really? I don't think, I don't think anything is going to top this book this year. That's awesome. I really it's, don't. I've been, I've been struggling with fantasies lately. They just haven't, they just haven't <laughs> hit how I want them to. 
Like, I want to be immersed in your world. Then I want to pick it up. Characters. I'm I telling you. I want to be there. I want to want to be the character. That's what I love about fantasies. I want to be in your world. I want to be part of your character. Like I want it all. That's what I want. Please. Is that what I'm gonna get? This is what you're gonna get. I promise you. If you don't get that from these books, never listen to a recommendation that I'm ever giving you again. Because everyone should read this book. There is nothing wrong with this book. Okay. Nothing. Okay. And book two is even better, which is insane to say. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a prequel that I cried on. Like, it's a like it's so, so good. I promise you, so- like... So should I read the prequel, then read that one, and then, okay. Yes. So um, I remember watching a live before I read this book last year, and she was talking about it, and I just asked the question, would you read the prequel first or this book? People were saying, read the first book, read the prequel. She was like, I feel like you should just read the prequel because it gives you a whole background. 100% correct. It gives you the background of... So, like, the main character in this one, the prequel is, like, her grandmother. Like, her story and her you know background. You know that? That book I Ooh. reviewed last week. The Curse of Whatever, Whatever. The one with ghosts and fae and vampires. Yes. And- yes. <laughs> I think it needed a prequel because it was trying to give you all that back that all that background information into the story and then the current plot. And I feel yeah. like you have to be really good at writing. That can't be like your first book doing that. So I feel That's like true. if it had a prequel with that story and then book one had, I think that would have been better. That makes sense. Yeah, That definitely makes sense. So tell me. This book. So it's I'm going to keep it spoiler free because I feel like I would do it a disservice if I spoiled anything. Okay. Because it was one of those where when something happened, like I was shocked. I've cried. I've like giggled. I've blushed. Like there's so many good things. And there's no, there's romance in this, but it's there. it's not spicy or anything. Like you get some detail that huh it's like implied or it's off the page yeah so you I mean you get some detail but I guess for I don't know how to explain that where it's like spice has nothing to do with it like it's just a great fucking story okay does that make sense yes okay for me it does (laughs) okay good (laughs) because for me it does I guess in my brain um so it's an adult epic fantasy and it's told in multiple point of views and the main character Almira she's been training pretty much all her life to be a leader pretty much so currently at the start of this book she is in mourning for her husband because her husband was murdered by the king so she and it's so hard to explain it because so okay so there's this big map and then you have the king and then you have different territories where there's ladies and lords and stuff like that so she's the lady of I believe it's Seward at this moment and she's in mourning 
for a whole year because the king killed her husband. So they go in mourning for a year. They veil. They can't see people. People can't see them kind of thing. So at the end of her um, veil, she decides that she wants to, she's tired of war. All the men, it's, this book is filled with misogyny. Like all the men are like, I want war. I want destruction. And she's just like, I'm so tired of this. So she decides that she wants to conquer. She wants to take over. She said, all right, so I'm going to send the king a letter and I'm going to tell him he's going to marry me. And if he doesn't okay. marry me, this, mind you, this king killed her husband. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't marry me, I'm just going to slit his throat. Okay. This is, this is Almira. This is who she is. She's very regal. She's ruthless. This is how she was brought up. She was brought up to lead and that was it. So she ends up sending him this letter. He doesn't I respond. Love her to me. Yep. So she, he doesn't respond. So she decides she's just going to go there to his kingdom so she has this red guard and the red guard is think of um oh my god what are they called black panther his guard they're all women that's the red guard cool so they're very vicious they're ruthless like they are loyal to her to a t like no matter what, even if it's somebody close to her, they're loyal to her only. So she sends a message to the king. She's like, I'm going to marry him. And if he doesn't, then I'm going to slit his throat. So she goes there and they end up having like these, there's a lot of chapters of them meeting and he doesn't like her. She doesn't like him, but there's a lot of like tension, good and bad banter. tons of tension but they hate each other for a really long time eventually he decides it makes sense for us huh did did they know each other prior to him murdering her husband so they've never met before they have never met she knows about him because obviously he's the king and she knows that he actually killed his brother who was the king so they have like this big like it's not really a tournament it's more of like I don't even know how to explain it like a game like I said they're very misogynistic so it's like rah rah like let's fight to see who I man see how big my arms are (laughs) pretty much so I mean there's a whole story behind him killing his brother but he ends up killing his brother and he becomes the king so this is what she knows of him and then now he killed her husband so that's all she knows of this guy so there's a whole lot of tension they hate each other and more than half of this book it's her trying to figure out how she can implant herself in his kingdom and kind of take over to try to like Thick shit like she just wants peace everywhere um and with every epic fantasy you know like there's politics and there's people that lie there's people that cheat you can't trust anyone so it's I don't want to give a lot of this story away so I'm not gonna say more to kind of lead to spoilers but like I said you get multiple point of views you get Alton's point of view which is the king So you get his side and how he meets Almira and how he feels and his reasonings behind 
why he's the way he is. You get Almira's point of view, trying to make peace in this world, but she's stuck with this idiot of a king who murdered her husband. You get Sana, who's the leader of her Red Guard, who is top tier, vicious, ruthless, amazing warrior. Um, So you get everything you want in a fantasy. It checks off every single box. The world building is amazing. You get gore, you get action. The moments that I cried it, I in it was literally sobbing like I've had to message the author like why would you do this to put me on a roller coaster (laughs) this one is truly a roller coaster because it's so like it's that stressful like big fantasy it's think of Game of Thrones okay it's Game of Thrones in my opinion better If this was made into a show or a movie, I would just die. Like, it would be so freaking amazing. But it's the same vibes as Game of Thrones. It's in medieval times. They live the way they live in Game of Thrones. You get all these different families. You get, like, the little bit of romance. You get... There's not sex, like, in Game of Thrones. But you get, like, that romance feel. And the gore, the fighting, all that stuff. You get it in this book. And like I said, the prequel is really, really good. You get the backstory of Almira's family mainly, and then like the different parts of the map and how they kind of come together. Mm-hmm. And then book two, which I'm reading right now, and it comes out in June. Oh my <laughs> God. I like I I'm ready to like finish up mm-hmm. so that I can go finish reading. It comes out June 9th because it's so fucking good. Like I can't, I'm reading it in like five chapters at a time because I'm part of like this discord and we're Mm -hmm. talking about it. So I'm reading it and then talking about it because I just cannot keep any of this shit to myself. That's so good. So damn good. (laughs) It is right here. And I promise you it's going to be my top read of the year. Send Send it to to the text oh text I will the, text the I will <laughs> so that I have it and I could just I just buy it I'll just buy it Jenny. I'm telling you I promise you you're gonna love it but you have to get in that mindset of it being it's an epic fantasy so there's a lot right, like so I'm gonna buy it and I'm gonna wait for Eric to start summer school and Eris to be in daycare and then I can just I can just do it because honestly, I have so many sequels I have to finish or like duologies that I'm like, I've read book yes. one, I'm not finished book two. Like Legendborn book two, I haven't read. Oh, you have. Um, no. When do I have time to read something like that? I know. I've been doing like quick little reads just because it's, it's, it's easier on my brain. I don't have to think as much. And I feel like books like that you have to take your time to really understand what's going on. Right. Um, so I haven't read book two in Legendborn and I still haven't read The Blood Gift. Like I have to finish that one. That was part oh, of and the you like that trials. one. I love The Blood Trials and I want to dedicate time to The Blood Gift. I really do. I feel like it deserves its, its own attention and for not, for me not to be reading two other books at the same time. Like I want to be able to really dedicate my time to that. That makes so, sense. So 
I think I'm going to have like a sequel week where I read all the sequels or second parts of the books and then I can go on to bigger and better, like bigger things, not better. I love your ambition where it's like a sequel week. Those two books are probably really big. I know Bloodmarked is a pretty decent size. Yeah, yeah. But I want to read it so bad and I see So it. just stop everything you're reading and just read it. I I stopped everything that I'm reading to read Lady of Eastock, book two of okay. this one. So that yeah. you have it. Because I typically read like two to three books at the same time. I'll be lucky if I get two books done in a week. <laughs> and it's usually small ones. Yeah. Like less than 300 pages. If it's less than 300 pages, I got it. I usually read about like maybe 50 to 100 pages a day, kind of. So that's not bad. But it's it's a lot of stop and go, stop and go, stop yeah. and go, which drains me. That's the what problem. you have to do is do like a romance and a fantasy mm. in one week. I've never done that. Yeah, that's usually what I do. If I'm reading a fantasy, like on the Kindle or a physical copy, I'm listening to a romance on audiobook or vice versa. I try not to do fantasy on audiobook because I can't. Not at the same time. No. Oh, I'm, I'm not a monster. Kidding. That's ridiculous. No. Like, Jenny, how do you do that? No. It's like if I have to do dishes, I'm going to listen to the audio. I got book. you. I got. And then you. once I'm done, I'll read a book. Um, it's like audio books are just like so hard for me. You have to do simple novelas or okay. romance. That's it. Don't do any type of fantasy. No, no thriller. No fantasy. No horror. Nothing like that. Okay. I can't do fantasy on audio book. It's where you don't have to think as much like you're yeah just if it's just like a simple romance like you know two people falling in love there's drama and then they get back together kind of thing you listen Happily to ever it. afters yeah 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 got it okay yeah. before we say our goodbyes and things I have a question have you started fourth wing no okay no because I'm reading Lady of Eastock right right <laughs> if I wasn't reading that I would have started fourth wing. Okay. So I have it. Okay. It's really pretty. I was it like, I have yeah, to have I bought it too. I was like, I have to have it on my shelf. But I see it so much that I don't even want to read it anymore. Like I'm all for people liking a book or promoting a book. But Jenny, I kid you not. I counted. I counted. I'm sitting, going through Instagram, mm-hmm. 12 different Instagrams. I know. I'm like uninterested now. Like I don't read the reviews. Same. I just see the pictures coming up and it's yeah. like book review, book review, or gonna read. And I'm just like, no, nah, I don't want to read it. Mm-hmm. I know. I feel like it's, it's everywhere. So- it's overly hyped and I'm like what if I don't like it I'm gonna be so disappointed maybe mm-hmm. I'll just keep it as a really pretty book <laughs> but then again it goes against what I want I want to be able to have said I read all the books in my house <laughs> yep if we if if we didn't have other things that we needed to do and our plans mm-hmm. for episodes and stuff I would have read it right away when I started seeing it mm-hmm. but you're right now that I have it and I see it all the time I'm like 
And that's to. so that sucks. And that sucks. and I don't read the reviews because I don't want any like yeah, I don't bias want- or any type, but I feel like I know the book and I don't know what the book is like. I have no idea what this book is about other than there are dragons in the yeah, book. I only know that is that dragons, is it. And isn't it like similar they said to like Hunger Games or something? It's like an adult Hunger Games, or am I thinking of another book? I don't know anymore. It's all the same. I don't know. <laughs> it's all gelled into one big world. <laughs> but yeah, I know they say it's more of like like YA books that you grew up on and more adult. So if okay. you like YA fantasies, this is like the adult version that like if you grew up on YA kind of thing. Like if you love certain teen books when you were younger this is the adult version of that but just like any book <laughs> i'm like wait that's all like, I just hear. Like whatever book but I, I'm, if thinking, generalizing I'm thinking it. no i think it's similar i think they say to hunger games but okay. more adult in the romance portion of it because in so hunger the ro- games, there's no ro- romance so it's a fantasy romance or like a romanticy? Like, is it supposed to be a romance with fantasy or is it supposed to be a fantasy with romance? I think it's supposed to be a fantasy with romance. Okay. I think. Okay. I don't know. And you know what? I think the more I read and my time is so like managed that if I don't initially like it, I'm moving on. Yeah. And I was never like that. I'm like, I my time is precious and my mm-hmm. reading time is precious. And yeah. I love reading. So if it's not getting me, I'm I'm moving on. I don't got that's time. how it should be. And I was never like that, Jenny. Never. I read all the books I start. And lately I'm like, no. You just have to move on. If you no. don't like it, it's a waste of your time. It really is. It really is. If you don't accept, accept. If you're not digging it by chapter three, I'm telling you, just keep pushing. Okay. You're you're not gonna feel that way, but I promise, just keep pushing. But just in case, just in case, <laughs> just in case, if you're like, damn, this is too much fantasy, just keep pushing. Okay. I promise. Okay? okay. I I believe you. Okay, good. You read way more than me, so I have so much respect for your opinion on books that Thank I you. don't think I'm not going to like it. If if and- anything, a fantasy, like a core, like hardcore fantasy, this is it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. At least, at least try the prequel, and if you hate the yeah, way she writes, then don't even bother, but i'm not worried about that just okay. read the prequel okay send me the link girls i will all right i will but yeah that <laughs> is season two episode 19 thanks for listening hopefully we gave you some good reviews that you want to check out send us reviews of books that you would like us to check out um please don't let it be fourth wing because eventually we'll try and get to that <laughs> we see it all the time we don't need to be told to read it we own it already we will read it eventually we'll make a whole episode on it yes maybe 
not anytime soon, but we no, will. Because no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I have so many that I want to read. Later in the summer, maybe. Yes. We'll have like a whole fantasy month or something. Oh, I like that. Maybe that by the time cool. you're by the time you're done reading the prequel of this one, <laughs> we can do right. Whole- right. Or all my sequel week where I read all the sequels <laughs> to the books that I've started. Let's see how that goes. Oh my god. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.